0: You're listening to Life Lessons with Laura. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I am here on this weird day in February where it snowed and then it rained and then it's sunny and Valentine's Day is tomorrow. The day that I'm recording this is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. And does anyone else feel like January lasted like three months or is it just me? I feel like January took its dear sweet time in Canada. However, I also noticed that I typically look forward to the snow because it's a lot of fun with Oliver. And this year, it only snowed twice. It really only snowed to the point of staying on the ground twice. I only had to shovel one time. One time. This whole winter. There have been winters where every single day or every other day, I'm shoveling snow. This week's episode, I wanted to talk about beauty. I wanted to talk about how beauty is in everything. You know how they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, it's true. What you choose to see, you will see. For example, we were just talking about this. It's beautiful and it's sunny and I had a really relaxed pace at work today. I was able to leave work early and go to the gym and train and and do my 20 minutes of cardio and do my sauna and shower and just the whole works. And the days where I get to prioritize myself are the most beautiful to me. I started my morning early today thinking that I was going to have a hectic work day. I did my yoga. I did my meditation. I spent 20 minutes reading a book because I find when I take space in the morning, I just set my day up to be so successful and I don't want to sound like a broken record. I know you have heard this before. However it's different person to person, you know, some people are not morning people. I'm not a morning person. I usually eat late. I eat my breakfast around 12. I eat my lunch around 3 or 4. I have dinner around 8 or 9 p.m. And to each their own, you know, we all have our own circadian rhythms and the ways that we like to show up in the world and the ways in which we choose to have our sleep patterns and our sleep cycles and You know, how does that pertain to the rest of our lives? Well, I wanted to understand beauty. And in order to understand beauty, we have to first ask ourselves certain questions to understand just from a baseline level, like what does beauty mean to you? Is beauty something that you think is external only? Like is beauty just something, a term that you use to describe somebody's appearance? Like, oh, that person is beautiful. Or is it internal? Like that person is beautiful because they have so much kindness, because they give to other people, because they are conscious of the decisions that and choices that they make in their life. And try to do things with ethical presence and try to do things as humanely as possible or as kindly as possible. They try to act from a place of peace. Or is beauty to you a combination of both? Say the person is, you know, really super attractive, but they treat service staff like pieces of shit. You know, they, they treat their mother like they're not worth anything. You see them just not caring about other people, but physically they're super attractive, right? So what does beauty mean to you? Is it a combination of both? Is it just external? Is it just internal? And we'll kind of start the conversation there. For me, I think you have to have a balance of both. I think physical attraction is definitely a thing. I think I understand that it is superficial long term because I've mentioned in other podcasts, we're all going to get old at some point in our life and the beauty is not going to really be there, but our character will be, our soul will be, the ways that we act and react will be there. These are the things that we can work on now in our youth when we are beautiful to heighten our beauty even more, in my opinion. So is beauty important? Is it important to be beautiful? Let me know what you think about this. You know, there's there's also the element of beauty such as things like having a beautiful day or a beautiful morning like being able to take your time as I mentioned in the beginning it's something that it does It mean enjoyment you know like now I'm realizing wow I have a lot of different I have a lot of different definitions for this word you know I've I've said wow the sunset is beautiful or the day is beautiful and And I don't just mean visually beautiful. I mean the scents, the smells, the crispness of the air. I'm talking about, you know, how you feel, the energy in the air. I'm talking about, of course, the physical beauty, the colors that you see, the shapes and the way that nature moves. I think that is crazy beautiful. I think that is the most beautiful thing. Now, does that translate to people? Yes, I think it does. I think I had a conversation with my friend the other day. I got to get somebody on the podcast because I don't, I love talking to you guys. I love this podcast, but I think it would be more entertaining to have an opposing perspective or, you know, just a different voice uh, instead of just me all the time. But I do appreciate that you you like it enough to continue to listen. I had a conversation with my friend the other day about dating and how I find people to be the most beautiful when they are their most authentic self. You know, when somebody is putting on a show for other people, even if it's a show of kindness or appreciation or gratitude, that's superficial, that's just not genuine it's almost like my intuition sniffs it out and is like, uh-oh, red tape. <laughs> you know, don't don't take anything this person has to say seriously. They can't even be authentic with themselves. And it's just like a tornado of energy that I just don't align with. So when people can step into their authentic selves, even if they're, you know, making ugly faces and being funny and goofy and silly and dancing around and acting crazy to the, to the average person. I would still think that that person is 10 times more beautiful than somebody who's photoshopped and posed and frozen like a statue on Instagram. Right? To each their own. And beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. It's totally up to that person what they define beauty as. Is it something that can even be superficial? Is beauty authenticity to you? Just look within yourself to try to understand what your definition of that is. Um, I mentioned in the beginning, in the very first episode, that I have a certificate in neuro linguistic programming, I'm a master practitioner in NLP. Now, what NLP does is it essentially teaches you how you can rewire your brain, your linguistics, the way that you speak and talk to yourself to work in your favor, which in essence gives you full control or better control of your life. When you can pay attention to your internal dialect so much that you can pinpoint areas of improvement That is how you grow. That is how you develop the way that you want to, as opposed to our unconscious upbringing and our past experiences and the things that have happened to us. We have neuroplastic brains. What that means, of course, is that they can change. They can adapt. They can grow. They can improve. And one of the ways that you can do that is by using NLP. And since we're talking about beauty, let's use that for an example. So being that NLP helps us understand the interworkings of our mind. That means what is influencing our behavior, what is influencing our communication, and what is influencing our personal development. When you start to look at NLP, it will provide you valuable insights into the connection between the mind, language, and behavior. To which, or through which, basically, you can rewire your brain, you can reconfigure the, your language, your behavior, your communication, and in essence, develop yourself personally. So, I do know that a lot of my listeners are women. I know a lot of my listeners are in and around the age range of 18 to 35. Okay, thanks to the, the metrics that I'm able to pull on this podcast. But that being said, let's work with you guys. Okay, let's work with you ladies. Let's work with the ladies who, who like the bad boys. Let's work with the ladies who cannot seem to shake bad boys. The ones I'm talking, when I say bad boys, let me, let me, back, up. Let me back up a bit before I get in trouble here. When I say bad boys, I'm talking about the men, boys, because they're not really men, but men who can be disrespectful, who choose to only speak to you when it is convenient for them, who expect that after they, you know, pay for a meal, you're going to do something for them sexually. I'm talking about the men who think that women are here just to please them, that they have no purpose other than to please them. They don't deserve their own opinions. They don't deserve their own really anything. They think that they can pay for a woman and she will just be quiet and make him food and clean the house and take care of the kids and do everything that a woman quote unquote does. Testing one, two, three. Okay, perfect. So just a little sidebar here. This is not directed only at men in terms of being a, I'll just come out and say it, fuck boy, which I hate using that word, but that's just what they're for. Um, I mean, (laughs) women can be the same way, right? Like you have some women who just, they don't want anything to do with the man. They don't want to help a man out. They just want to accept free drinks, free gifts, you know, free meals um, and just really look to take advantage of other people. So when I say somebody who is a fuck boy or a fuck girl or a whoever, I'm talking about people who take advantage of others with no intention of reciprocating the gesture or no intention of actually building a relationship. Now, some people, that's fine, but you just have to be upfront about it and communicate that to your partner or the person that you're seeing. A lot of people just skip over the communication part. They just do what they want. They disrespect others. And then you get into a whole can of of worms. I'm talking about the guys who you text them and you ask them about plans multiple times and they don't respond. I'm talking about the people who continuously make plans with you, but then don't show up. Looking at... These guys, right? Every girl, lots of women, not every girl, I shouldn't say that, but lots of women look at these guys like they're gods. Oh my gosh, he's so muscular. He's so fit. He goes to the gym. He is so handsome. He does all these photo shoots. And he's just so attractive. It doesn't matter what he does. Let's say you decide screw that. You decide I don't want to pay into this ridiculousness of getting my heart broken, of being treated like shit, of somebody not valuing me and just on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. I want somebody who cares about me. I want to rewrite my neurolinguistic programming to be attracted to people's behaviors, to be attracted to people only when they show me who they are and it aligns with what I want. You can use NLP for that purpose. So I do offer one-on-one coaching sessions where I walk you through how NLP works. However, Because you're tuning into this podcast right now, I want to give you kind of the general basic structure of how to work with NLP, how to start your journey in self-improvement, self-discovery, and really breaking through any beliefs that are not in alignment with where you want to be. So the very first step to NLP is understanding what your beliefs are. You need to understand what your beliefs are in order to discover what you like and what you don't like about them. You have to go through kind of like a personal history of your beliefs. You need to understand which beliefs you would like to continue believing in and giving power to and also which beliefs you would rather change. Once you understand the beliefs that you do want to change, there's a methodology in how to change them. Another thing that we can do is we can list out our values. And when we list out our values, we can rank those values. Once those values are ranked, you can see where you want to prioritize your thinking. You can see where you want to prioritize your well-being. In doing this exercise, you will clearly see what is most important to you in your life. What is the most important thing to you and why? And if you start to look at this list and feel like, well, it might not be as important as a number 10, but I've ranked it a 10. Ask yourself why and continue to ask the question why until you get an answer that gives you a ranking that makes the most sense for you. Okay, so these are some basic guidelines. The very, very introductory stages to NLP are understanding your values, understanding your beliefs, and understanding how they are impacting your life. And then, of course, after all that is completed, you can start to look at your trajectory. You can start to look at where do you want to be. There are also some techniques Um, In NLP, which can help you with things like getting you out of an anxious state to create a more positive association. I mean, what I just talked about is called reframing, which is where we shift our perspectives and beliefs. You need to ask yourself questions like, what is another way that I can look at this? You know, how would somebody I admire or respect or value view this situation? you can also ask yourself what are the potential positive outcomes or lessons from this experience because you need to challenge your initial perspectives and consider alternative viewpoints and sometimes that uncovers some different possibilities you never understood in the beginning and by doing this and overcoming your limiting beliefs and understanding what you value it helps foster personal growth okay so Another NLP technique you can use is modeling. It's learning from successful individuals. It's modeling yourself after somebody who is where you want to be. Okay. And the last technique that I really want to share with you is what we call in NLP anchoring. This technique is mostly used in meditation, um, it can be used in yoga, and it's typically used to create positive associations. So the brilliant thing about anchoring is it basically causes you to create a connection between a specific stimulus and a desired emotional state or response. So By using this technique, you're able to access positive emotions or resourceful states whenever you need them. So to create an anchor, you just choose a physical gesture such as pressing your thumb and forefinger together. Do it with me now. Press your thumb and forefinger together and use, or you could even use, it doesn't have to be physical, you could even use like a specific word or phrase such as, let's say, beauty, for example. So it's important to associate the physical anchor or word with a positive emotional state or very powerful memory. By consistently and practicing pairing the anchor with the desired state, you can condition your mind to access that state whenever you access the anchor. So the next time somebody says, beauty, you feel love, you feel safe, you feel calm, right? Anchoring can be a beneficial technique to help you manage stress, to boost your confidence, overcome anxiety. I personally used to use anchors to help me before I was about to go play rugby or before I was about to go on step on stage and do baton. I always had an anchor. I just didn't realize it was called an anchor, but I would consistently put my hand on my heart. And when I put my hand on my heart, I would breathe in deep and I would sigh of relief. Like, (sighs) and it brings me this peace and calmness. So I've used anchoring techniques in the past to just instantly put myself in a peaceful, calm state to remember that no matter what happens in my life, I can always place my right hand on my left chest and sigh. Now the reason why I used beauty and NLP together and the reason why I used the example of young girls and why is this all in one episode? The intention is for connection. I think it's safe to say that many, 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 many people struggle with confidence nowadays. And confidence is something that you can work on through NLP. Confidence is something that's built by reprogramming your beliefs on what you believe beauty to be. What are beauty standards to you? Right? So I targeted beauty, NLP, and young women together in one episode just to share that this will improve your life. This should help you along your self-development journey and I really hope that you're able to take one of the three practices I shared and apply it to your own life or try it. Try to use it in your own life. I do hope that you'll choose to do the beliefs and values exercise because that for me was probably the most eye-opening personally when I started kind of going through personal development and self-growth. I really found that list to be how I got to where I am to see what I put up with in my past and why. And it's so incredibly insightful to do introspective exercises such as listing out your values and beliefs and, you know, trying different techniques and tactics because this is your only life. You only get one. Why not masterfully conduct it like the most beautiful artwork you've ever painted in your life? Right? (laughs) Maybe it's just me. Anyway, I also wanted to recommend some books. There are a few books that I would also recommend for learning NLP. One of them is NLP in 21 Days by Harry Adler and Beryl Heather. I'm going to put the the books in the comment section or in the description of this podcast, not comment section, sorry. This is not YouTube, Laura. <laughs> I'm gonna put them in the description of the podcast, so you can take a look at any point in time. You can come back to it. Another option is "Awaken the Giant Within" or "Ultimate Power" by Tony Robbins, and another one I would like to recommend is by Peter Freeth, and that is the NLP Master Practitioner Manual. So there's a lot of different books that you can pick up and read more on this topic. Um, but it really starts with understanding yourself first and where you want to go. And it's little actions like this that we take that we show ourselves love. It's little actions like listening to this podcast or listening to self-development type podcasts that help you become a better person. You're saving money on a life coach, you know, you're saving money on doing one-on-one sessions, And for me personally, I like to be able to take some knowledge I've learned and apply it myself first. I like to hear something or listen to something or read something and then take accountability on my own, take the things that I've learned and apply them to my own life. I did this with shadow work. If you don't know what shadow work is, it's really just working with the difficult parts of yourself that are hard to face. Usually shadows come about due to trauma, um, but everybody has a shadow. Everybody has some aspect of themselves that is in need of love and care. So I really hope that you gained something from this podcast today. I might drop down from releasing these podcasts every two weeks even more and do it once a month. I'm still kind of up in the air. I really want to get a guest on in the show. I really want to do more interview style podcasts and I want to keep growing too. So thank you for joining me in my journey thank you for working on your personal development and your self-growth you're an amazing incredible human being and I say that with all my heart I really do mean it the people that are here the people that are kind the people that are caring and lovely and wanting to do good in the world you will keep winning we will keep effing winning so let's keep showing up for ourselves let's keep putting in the work let's do a little bit every day Even if today was just listening to some of this podcast, you check that box for today. So thank you again for listening. Please don't forget to rate this show and let me know what you think about it on Life Lessons with Laura podcast on Instagram. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.